true money. That's not wealth. The harder you work, the more money you make. That's not reality. You heard me say that right. Every one of us, doesn't matter what you do, make a tremendous difference in someone's life and in a group of people's life. God bless you. I think it's amazing. Hey guys, this is Dr. Alok Trevetti, AKA Dr. Rewire. Thanks for joining me this week. Here, I wanna cover with you this week two books that will change a course of your life. And I know it sounds crazy, it's like a book is gonna change a course of your life, but it's true. At least for me, it was. These two books change a course of my life and help me become much more fulfilled, enthusiastic, and really appreciate who I was in my life. So stay tuned and you'll understand exactly why these two books will be so powerful for you. So the two books for me that changed the course of my life was a book called Man's Search for Meaning. Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He, what he was is a, a psychiatrist who was stuck in this concentration camp and he lived there during that time. And he learned so much about human behavior and the way people thought. And that book changed the trajectory of my life because I understood what suffering meant. I understood what it meant for people to want to go through pain in order to come out the other side. It was so valuable that it allowed me to really understand what I'm going to do to, in order to struggle, to suffer, to go through the challenges I had to go through to become who I wanted to book, be. The other book that changed the course of my life was a book called Atlas Shrugged. That's right, by Ayn Rand or Ayn Rand, whoever wants to say it. It was a book written in the 50s, I believe. And this book is a 13, almost 1300 pound page Goliath. It's a huge book. Now this book was so important to me, it, change the philosophies of who I was, what I did. It's actually the most read book next to the Bible. People don't know that, but it's quietly one of the best business, entrepreneurial, and I would call it a personal development, psychological development book ever written. If you haven't gotten your hands on Ayn Rand, give yourself some time to definitely get it, but it will change the way you look at the world about money, business, relationships, and change the trajectory of who you are. It really was a pivotal point in my life. You know, Man's Search for Meaning is such a great book. For me in my life, there was no real you know, I can't say there was a real cause that made me want to read that book. It was just, I was kind of like, probably like a lot of people in wanting to learn and grow. And someone said, hey, you got to read this book. 12 million copies sold. I said, okay, great. I'll read the book. But I didn't understand the depth of the book until I read it and what it meant. And for me, I think I was probably searching for my own meaning. I think I was searching for who I was and, and what I was looking for in my life and where I was to head, where I was to go next and what I wanted to do with my life. See, so often it's difficult to try and figure out where you're going and what you want to do and what the future holds. And it's tough to navigate that. So for me, I think I was probably lost in that phase. I was probably in that phase of my life where I didn't know, am I in this relationship and not in this relationship? Am I in this business, not in this business? What do I want to do with my existence? And that's why that book was so important to me. And I read it just, you know, because a buddy told me to read it. Just like I'm probably telling you to read it. You go read it and it's a fantastic read. And the thing that I loved about it the most though, was that it gave a practical solution to understand why we think the way that we do. What man will do in order to suffer. I'll give you an example that was so powerful from the book, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for you by any means, but I think this is important. So in the book, he talks about why people will struggle and suffer. And he says that he could see people who knew they were leaving the concentration camp, and they had a love and a wife or a partner on the other side that they could go to. Those people, had a reason to live and a reason to go through the pain and suffering that obviously a concentration camp would bring. Whereas someone who didn't, they allowed themselves to die. And they could almost predict the day that they would die. They would say, you're gonna die March 29th, and they would die March 29th. It's amazing what the mind can do in order to give us a life that we want. 
So if you want more in your life, here's the lesson I got out of it that was so important, is that if you want more in your life, if you want to, if you're in a position in your life where you're struggling and you're challenged and you're saying, I don't know what life has to offer, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're anxious, maybe you're you know, having suicidal thoughts. I get it. Look, I've all, we've all been there. It's normal to go through. That's part of life. But what is it going to be on the other side? What's the meaning you're going to give it? And who are you going to give it for? Every one of us, every single one of us, doesn't matter if you say you're alone or not, has someone that cares about us, has something, a friend, a coworker, could be uh, someone, that, a distant relative, but every one of us has love in our life. This book helped me realize that, that the more love you have in your life, the greater your life expansion extension will be. One of the key things that we don't talk about in longevity is the mental side of it. We talk about all these things in health where it comes to, you know, cold therapy and oxygen therapy and intermittent fasting and all this. But what about the psychological side of longevity? Like, that's a big deal. Like, what do you want to live for? What do you want to do? Who's it for? That is essential to make you want to live. You could do all the things to stay healthy that you want to, but if you don't want and have that desire to be on the other side of that, you won't. Longevity and man's search for meaning, I think, go hand in hand. Now, Atlas Shrugged, let me tell you, Atlas Shrugged changed the trajectory of who I am in so many ways. And it allowed me to understand money, business, entrepreneurship, uh, relationships, at such a deeper level. It's a fictional book. But to me, that book was so important because it made me understand how the world kind of works. You know, I was at a mastermind with a bunch of really high level entrepreneurs, an oil executive, uh, an author, another speaker, and then like just people, software business people. And I, I would go around the room and I just ask them, what's the one book? What's the one book? And without fail, the most common book that all these wealthy entrepreneurs had read was Atlas Shrugged. And that must've been 28, 29 years old at the time. And they said, Atlas Shrugged, and I said, I've never even heard of it. And, and they said, you gotta read Atlas Shrugged, it's gonna change the course of your life. And I thought, okay, well, great. I've heard that before, right? A book changes the course of your life. Man, they were right. They were dead right. It changed the course of who I am because it allowed me to see the meaning of money, right? Most of us are, are, are taught, and I don't know if you're in this capacity or in this boat or not, but most of us are taught like what money means. It's a tool. It's not a tool, right? Most of us are taught to, to live in the paradigms of society rather than creating a free thinking world where we can be unique, be different, and think on our own. That's what Atlas Shrug is about. And it totally changes the paradigm of how you look at life. You know, money is so important and it's such an important component that we need to look at. And if we look at the values, like in the book Atlas Shrugged, it talks about money and the, the principles of money. It's so important to understand the principles of money and the consciousness of money, right? Like you don't need confidence, but you have to have certainty. This is so important when it comes to wealth, right? Confidence is a symptom. I've said this many times over. Confidence is a symptom of knowing who you are and living in your values. It's, it's exactly who you are inside that. But certainty is a state. Certainty is a, a presence of who you are. Confidence is a symptom, certainty is a presence. So you gotta understand the difference. And real wealth doesn't come from money. Real wealth comes from certainty of knowing who you are. And Atlas Shrugged talks about that in immense detail. It also talks about this idea, seven rules I like to call from Atlas Shrugged on money. It calls about real wealth comes from thinking. Real wealth comes from thinking and growing your mind, right? Think about this. We're in this world where we have to work hard, grind hard. The harder you work, the more money you make. That's not reality. That's not real wealth. The real wealth is the ability to reposition the way that we think, to be able to grow ourselves. That builds wealth. That builds money. That's why I say many times over that your net worth is equal to your self-worth. 
and your net worth is equal to your thinking's worth. And if you think about it, right? How you think about it is how you are in your net worth. If you think you deserve wealth, if you think that you, not from a prideful, entitled state, but truly that you provide value and service, and I hope that like these videos are providing value and service. And if they are, then you can check out other things that we do. That's the idea, that's the goal. If it provides value, then you'll see other content, other materials, other programs that we do. But the idea is to provide value. And if you do that, and then you'll be able to grow your consciousness, right? See, wealthy people love and respect money. So important. Well, they love and respect money. They have a healthy, healthy respect for money. Not this narcissistic, like, greed, right? There's a vast difference between greed and love. Whatever you love, you'll go through the pursuit of pleasure in order to get. That's why for so many people, they don't realize they want a fantasy. They want a vision board. They want everything to be right on one side, but they don't realize that if it's only about their greed, they never actually get what they want. Love is the ability to do what it is you do and receive what it is you receive. That's the key. And they respect it. They respect money. They don't waste it. They also talked about number four is that you let go of your fantasies so that you can actually live in reality. That's right. Because Ayn Rand or Ian Rand, however you want to say it, is a true objective reality individual. She talks about objectivism, and that's what we have to look at. So hard to look at objectivism. And so many people, and if you may be one of them that live in a fantasy, you could be stuck in this chaos and not realize it. And the secret to it is to get back to objective reality in your life. Number five that she talks about is that if you don't use your mind, you're dying, which is so true. Right? We know this through science today. We know this, that if you're not using the mind and thinking, you're literally, the brain cells are going backwards. Neuroplasticity and the growth of the brain means that you're actually doing more to make it expand. Right? Six is set standards, know your values, and live and die by them. Know who you are. Right? That's one of the most important things I can sit and say. Know who you are. And people will say, well, I don't know who I am. I don't know what to think. Look, if that's the case, then you got to find a way to figure that out. You can go to my website. You can figure out what your, your identity is inside of it. You can get on a call with someone on our team and they can go through and help you figure out your values. You can come to one of my events, a Total Rewire event, where you'll know your values and specifically exactly who you are, right? But then you got to know them and live and die by them. you got to know who you are, why you do what you do, and inside of that, right? The Total Rewire, I go through a whole process and I lay it all out and I, I show people exactly who they are and they sit and say, I, I didn't even know this was my value. And that's, a, that's, that's the most important thing. And I think this number seven, which is I couldn't agree with this more, is when you're in doubt, when you're in doubt with what's going on with your life, go learn. Go learn, go learn, go learn, go learn. Learning is the most important thing that our brain and mind can do. Because when you learn, you expand your consciousness, you expand your thinking, and you get more options and solutions. The only reason people get stuck in anxiety is because they think they don't have options. You heard me say that right. The only reason people get stuck in anxiety is because they don't see that they have options. Seven things you want to do to find meaning in your life. See, in Viktor Frankl's book, In Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about these components of meaning and what they do to our life. And one of the ones that, <laughs> that you've heard me say, if you've been on my channel long enough or in one of my events, but he says it a little bit more eloquently, I think. He says that love is all there is, right? I sit and say, love is all there is, the rest is bullshit. Because the reality is this, is that most people don't look at it and understand that they need to be able to look at all things objectively. Love is all there is. We all have to have find love in our life who we are, it's a balance of love. And he talks about this.
And he talks about this in many ways. I call the BS part really the stories we tell ourselves because we want to bring excuses. And so many of us are, and myself included, maybe you're in this boat as well, is that you like to give an excuse to the reality of what you're going through. You like to give an excuse to the situation you're in rather than knowing that it's still love. You're just not seeing it that way. Second thing he talks about is knowing your mission. If you've been around my world long enough, you know that knowing your mission is more important than your vision, your fantasy, all these delusions you're under. You've got to know the mission of why you exist. I think the third principle that I got from it that was so important, and we know this. We know this theoretically, but we don't stop it. I'll give you an example right now, okay? He says, the only thing you can control is your choice. The only thing you can control is your choice, and it's completely true. The only thing you can control is your choice. And it's such a vast distinction. And look, I went through it. Like everyone, it's a human thing, right? Because I just spent the last month in Miami. So of course I'm a little bit spoiled by Miami weather to come down here and say it's cold. But it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Now think about that for yourself. Maybe it's with your work. Maybe it's with an argument with your spouse. Maybe it's with a loved one that you go through it and you say, hey, look, you know what? We're arguing but you're arguing about the same thing. And the only thing you could do is sit and say, you know what? I can't control how they respond. I can only control how I respond. That's the choice that you have to make. I think number four, and I think it's so important, is that you've got to be able to live a life in balance. And balance doesn't mean delusional. Balance means being able to deal with challenges as they show up, to be able to deal with circumstances as they come your way, and to realize that there's going to be challenge and there's going to be supportive in the opportunity. You're always going to have a dance and a dynamic going on that exists. And to know that is important so that you can grow from it, right? Happiness. Such a delusional concept. It really is. It's such a delusional concept that we chase as humanity. We chase it all the time. We're not here for happiness. We're not here for sadness. We're here for our mission. That's a key thing that we've got to learn from this, from man's search for meaning and the principles of life, is that we're not here for happiness nor sadness. We're here for our mission, to do what it is we're designed to do. That's the key to it. But so many of us chase happiness because of the idea of dopamine and what it's going to give us. And it's only social approval that we get out of happiness. Happiness comes when we get socially approved by the people that we think we want their approval from. When we don't get it, we think that we're great. It's fantastic. But if you realize that you're going to get times of approval and times of disapproval, then you stop chasing it. That's one of the key things I could tell you that I learned from Man's Search for Meaning, but also the work that I've done over the last, you know, 30 years in neurology and neuroscience is that chasing that happiness is what causes people lots of chaos. I think number six is probably my favorite and most important. Most important thing you could do is you've got to help and provide service to others. Life without service, life without helping people grow is, is not life. I'll give you an example of this, right? I get, I'm in a unique place in my life where I get to help people and I see their stories, I see their life change in such dramatic ways. I'll give you an example of someone. Um, someone who came and met, my, met me in my life maybe two and a half, three years ago, or two and a half, three months ago, not even, two months ago, specifically. He came and he was having kidney failure and was doing all this stuff to help his kidneys and help his kidneys grow and come back to life and had all this pressure from his family, his divorce, all this, you know, family, fatherly stuff, all this stuff going on. And within two months, in rewiring the way that he thinks, his kidney function has come back 100%. Now you're thinking, how is that possible? Here's what I do know, is that the human body has the ability to regenerate and heal if you allow it to. If you give it the right thoughts and the right environment, the body heals. Now that could be the right raw materials, as well as the right consciousness. But if you don't and you allow it to eliminate your life and you made life come out of it and you depress life, then you take life away from it. So the biggest thing I learned is to be able to serve people. Now, it doesn't matter if, you know, 
people believe me or not. It makes no difference to me. What matters is that this guy's life is 100% different because he healed himself. And healing to me is just helping the energy align with love. That's all it is, right? Because Viktor Frankl said, love is all there is. So if we help ourselves heal and we allow ourselves to grow, to, to thrive, to become who we are and what we want to be, that's the key essence of this, of this growth process. But if you're not willing to serve, you're not willing to see these types of opportunities. So I will tell you that every one of us, doesn't matter what you do, make a tremendous difference in someone's life and in a group of people's lives. You have to look at, see that, and make sure that you get up in the morning and you think of them more than you think of yourself. When you do that, money, riches, meaning, all that takes care of itself because service is the currency of the universe. Serve first and the rest takes care of itself. That's why man's search for meaning is such an important concept. It really is, right? So if you're watching this video and you're looking and saying, you know, what do I do with this? What, do I, what does it mean to me? What is it, where do I grow? That's what I've taken my life to. I read Man's Search for Meaning. I read all these books early on and I wanted to understand the neurology and the science. There's a scientific path to do this. You don't have to do it arbitrarily. For thousands of years, we've talked about this as being just this journey that you just gotta let go. And then you're probably like me. It's like, if you're, if you're watching this, you're like me at least. You're like, let go, okay, how do you do that? You just let go. Well, but how? You just let go. Yeah, but that doesn't work that way. Well, there's a scientific way that you can do this. You can rewire your brain so that you don't have to live in that past journey. You can find meaning in your life. You can grow from it. You know, not because I sit from an ivory tower, because I did it for myself. I went through the journey myself. I had to do it for myself. Because if I didn't, I think I probably wouldn't be here with you right now. Rewiring your life is one of the most important things you could do in order to heal your life and move forward with it. It's one of the things that if, if you get and you get a chance to do in your life, it will change the trajectory of life. If you're interested in finding out more, click one of the links, share, let someone know about this channel and learn to heal your life. And I promise you a life of true inspiration because of that. I'm Dr. Lok Trivedi, AKA Dr. Rewire. Thanks for watching this video. Click like, share, tell people about this channel if you're look, if people looking to heal, grow and live a high performance life. I'll see you guys in another video. Thanks a lot. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.